Good morning, this is Vicky. And this is Joe, and, and we're, we're the two natural ladies. And we talk about the good news we all need and ways of getting the most out of life. We help people with practical, uplifting ways we can all make a difference. And we're striving for better, not perfect. And we love a good laugh. Please enjoy the show. And you're listening to the two natural ladies. We're mm. talking about being perfect and better, and <laughs> and how how everyone can can achieve what we achieve in life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are fair. The pinnacles of <laughs> not perfect, <laughs> uh, and so that kind of led on to. I think you found an article, and then I found an article, and I, my article was like, "Oh yes, so <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, what? <laughs> oh yes, it's well, it's you know about making decisions and how we have. I can't even, I can't read it here, but it's something about decision fatigue. Oh um, yes, and, yes. I didn't put that in because it you 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 sent that to me after okay. we made this. And, oh, well, yes, I just yes, it's what is that was pretty much mm. about. And I'm like, wow, somebody actually thinks like me, like you know, because I. I have always felt that I, with decluttering, I just can't do it. Yes. I can't do it. I, I make so many decisions in my life. But until I read the article, it was kind of kind of not as clear as this. But it was just like, I just can't think about it. Whereas I, this actually really, what's the word when you feel, is it vilified or? Yeah. Feel, yeah. Heard. Heard. Yes, yes. I heard. Yes. I got heard. Because, yes, I, I've always found that it's just, you know, one one or a hundred too many decisions for me to make when I have to declutter. And mm. it's interesting because we were talking. Talking, I was listening to one of our radio shows and we were talking about decluttering and you were talking about how you're actually quite minimalist now, but you've got all your mm, your past, <laughs> your past, um, yeah, baggage, so yes. to speak, and and how to because you don't really want to go through it even, because, no. you know, but it, but at the same time it's still there, so there, there's a, a, a need to. Well, and last time I went through a box well, a while ago now, <laughs> I found a pair of pants that I didn't know I'd even lost, but then wore them. So you know, well, there's yes, always that. yes, well, because yeah. we've been going through lots of boxes because we're packing to move and so we've been unpacking the boxes that have been sitting there for four Uh. years to just see what's in them and I found a book that I wrote with four or five other people and I meant to bring it this morning and I didn't so I'll bring it next week or the week after so I can share it and you know one day publish and make millions. Uh, (laughs) There were some, I mean a lot of it was, oh yes, you know, and and not stuff I necessarily wanted to keep. Yeah. But every now and again there'd be something, oh, I'd forgotten about that. Yes. So it, it maybe that's the way you've got to look at it. What exploration, what adventure is yes. in this box? Yes. And then you can reduce it that way. And yes. then, then there's always the, I don't know what to do with this pile. Mm. Because it may not be great for the op shop, but you don't want to throw it in the bin. Mm. Then, I know. Yes. yes, yes. Maybe that's when we... we Speak to people like Leanne. Yes. What would you do with this, Leanne? Mm. Mm. Find those clever people. So, yes. Yeah. No, decision, decisions can be like, guess, what do I do? How do yeah. I do this? And and particularly in our house because there is often so much stuff in mm. there. But I, re- I do think without too much heavy decision making I could halve the amount of mm. stuff I could go oh I really forgot about that mm. or oh that belongs to so and so yeah see mm. it as an adventure I think that's what you yes. need to do you know going beyond <laughs> 
All right, Joe. <laughs> so the next thing I would like to talk about mm. is plastic eating mushrooms. Because that's just such a segue into that. It is. Yeah. It is. Well, they are solving humanity's pl- plastic problem, which is a clutter. Mm. So, you know, if we, if we want to go there, that okay. way. Well done. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Interesting engineering from being used as construction material to biofuel mushrooms hold in incredible potential and could potentially aid humanity in getting rid of a problem that's been brewing for decades, plastic. Since the mass production of plastic began in the 1950s, humans have created 9 billion tonnes of plastic and this creates a crisis that's not easy to tackle since plastic takes more than 400 years to degrade. Those used by people of the 60s will exist in some form and with only 9% recycled, only 12% has been incinerated. This has led scientists to search for alternative methods for plastic reduction and one solution that could aid humanity might be hidden in fungi. Fungi? Fungi? Fungi. (laughs) Scientists have discovered mushrooms that eat plastic over the years. Some mushroom species have the ability to consume polyurethane, which is one of the main ingredients in plastic products. Anyway, I'm not going to keep reading because it's blah, blah, blah. But what a great idea. However, I do wonder how long is it going to take? Mm. Can they do it now? And how do they do it? Like that's that's the problem, isn't it? That you know, you just wonder how long before they can actually make a difference. Yeah, mm. yeah. And you know, I don't want to go there, but I do have to go there again, Vicky. Ah, seaspiracy. <laughs> I've got to tell you, the effect it's had on me, like mm. a bit like your husband. I don't, I don't want to go walk about. I just feel like, mm. you know, what difference can we make? Yeah. You know, it really. I can see why people don't want to watch it because you really sort of start to go, oh, this is huge. This is huge. Mm. This is huge. But I guess, again, we've just got to let people know because talking about plastic, you know, the the pollution in in the ocean, only 0.03% is plastic straws. Now, Mm. I'm not saying use plastic straws at all. But what what I am saying is that, you know, plastic pollution is not the biggest issue. The biggest issue is the fishing gear. Yes. And, you know, 93% of the world's CO2 is stored in the ocean. We Mm. need to look after our oceans. And we've been talking about the trees and the forests, which are important. Yes. But we've we've almost completely ignored the ocean. Yes. Yeah. So it's time to... Put our spotlight on the ocean yeah. and keep it there. And mm. and the other thing too, which I really loved, one of the things I loved in in Seaspiracy was the woman who was talking about, you know, we want we want to get all these fatty acids, and we think the way we've got to do that is get it from the mm. fish. Yes. But it's actually the algae that has the fatty acids, yes. so we can actually eat the algae. Now you don't just go and pick up the algae and eat it. You no. know, this wonderful lady makes it into yummy stuff yeah. that you can eat, and there's no toxins. I've probably got algae in my fish. Tank. Well, off you go. Go. <laughs> Brecky's pledge. <laughs> Bring one of your kids. I'd like fried algae, algae. from the from the fish tank. Thanks. <laughs> and we've got so many little baby fish at the moment. It's actually overgrown with the plant that we've got in there. An algae, and I, I was going to pick it out the other day, and the, but I'm thinking oh, I'm going to pick out a baby fish. Oh so no, I, you I, don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. No. How many baby fish have you got? Oh, they just keep breeding. Wow. So, and then what? Do some of them get eaten? I don't know. I don't count how many baby fish right. are in the tank each day. Oh. But there's a lot of little places they can hide, mm. so it's actually very good for them to. But mm. but there will be a point when they get to they'll get bigger and can't. Mm. A fish tank only holds so many fish. Yes. And in fact, a few years ago, we had 
happening in our. I was going to say it's not a dilemma, but, but it, we had this. We had a lot of fish, and uh, so I and I was seeing Philip Loft, the osteopath, yes, who yes. helped my back. Yes, thank you. Yes. yes, and he had a fish tank, so right. he. I would give him some of the ah. fish, but yes, I don't live as close to him anymore. Right, more of a trek a hike. Yeah. Right. Well, you might, might you could put it on one of the Facebook pages. I could. Who needs who needs some fish? Yes. Or maybe I could make money selling them to the fish shop. <laughs> you know the pet shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you never know. Oh, I, don't, I know. don't know if you'd make a lot. No. And you know. And I love each and every one of them. How do I part with them? <laughs> well, the problem is that if you don't part with them, someone's going to eat them. That's or they're right. Going to die. So you know, it might be, might be, you know, yes. Mm. And and yes, just going back to fish, Damon Gamo, who we love, who who did the film 2040, was talking about the Tasmanians salmon farms are having a, a toxic impact on their pristine waterways mm. and their residents' way of life. Uh, he, there's a short film which he's recommended you look at, is essential viewing and provides another clear example of how our industrial Agricultural practices are destroying biodiversity. We have the solutions to maintain jobs, create healthier food, and regenerate our ecosystem. So, again, I, I love Damon Gamow because he does always mm. have – he'll show us the, the what's not working and then he'll say, here's how you can have it yes, work. Yes. So, yes, that's we, – we, we love Damon and what he creates. And he's an Aussie. And he's an Aussie. Oi, yeah. oi, oi. <laughs> <laughs> Well, was there something back here that I wanted wanted to look at, oh. or did I? Oh, yes, the other one was four oceans. Yes, because we do love. I we do, do wonder. Love four, I do wonder. Oceans. Well, we do love them, mm. and I do wonder because they they collect plastic out of the ocean. I mm. wonder how many fishing nets they come across. Yes, mm. yes. Well, I, I have noticed some of their discussion when when I see their emails mm. are about fish. Yeah, people who have rescued dolphins from fishing mm. nets and things like that. Mm. So, yeah. And I think that they would include that as their plastic. Mm. You know, I think it's anything that's not supposed to be in the ocean. Yes. So, you know, they they say here, plastic pollution is a complex issue and there is no one single action which is, which is going to change the tide. Ending this global crisis will require lots of small actions that lots of people yep. every single day. And that's the thing, isn't it? You know, yep. pick up your three every yes. day. Hashtag. Hashtag. Let's do it. Three, two, one. Yes, exactly. Yes. And every time you shop for Ocean, you're investing in the future of our planet by funding the removal of trash that already that's already polluting our oceans, rivers and coastlines, while supporting the research, innovation, technology, advocacy and education initiatives we invest in to help prevent more plastic from entering our oceans. Mm. Small acts add up, which means every piece of single-use plastic you refuse, every habit you change and every pound you pull makes a difference. That's good. I like that little thing. Mm. So it all makes a difference. Yes. That's what I need to have in the forefront. You've been listening to the Two Natural Ladies podcast. Visit twonaturalladies.com.au for more information. Thanks for joining us.